Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host of the Huddle. Coach. Yes. All right. First touchdown of the year. Bobby Hurricanes. You know the name. Already, it's Mercy. <laughs> it's the Six Rig Kane Show. Can't forget the name, yo. Got Jazz Blue Vision DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. We'll pull alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange and green. We see the Six Rig Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond a hundred yards of hurricane, that's never still put a damage to What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. Hey, welcome back, everybody. What's going on, fellas? And by the way, before we even get it started, I think we should all sing a happy birthday right now. Isn't it someone's birthday on this show right now? It's got to be Vish. He's smiling. No, it's, I mean, it's definitely not mine. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> no, you know, there was confusion today because one of my buddies posted a picture <laughs> ah. and tagged me in it, but it was for one of my buddies in the picture. My birthday like, is January 3rd. Well, <laughs> well, well let's, 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 let's go ahead and say happy birthday to DJ's buddy, whoever you know that is. I'll take that, <laughs> for, I'll take that for 2024. Those are my yeah. 2024 wishes. What the hell? Why not? Happy right, birthday, anyway. Yeah, yeah, DJ, at some point during the year, it was your birthday, so happy birthday. All right, I screwed that one up, didn't I? All right. Anyway. Oh, this is also a good start. Hey, you know what? We're rolling on but, uh, baby. This is what you get. <laughs> It's not like we talk or anything before yeah. the show. Like, I just got on literally a minute ago, right? So, yeah. Oh, man, life. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? You guys ready for uh, some spring football? 100%, yep. yes. That's that's um, that's it. We got spring, spring well, game well, coming well, up I, I got my fill of baseball over the weekend. Yes, I'm ready for football. Yeah, well, yeah. We, yeah, and your fill wasn't very fulfilling. I right? mean, yeah. yeah, things did not go according to – actually, I mean, they probably went according to plan, but not the way we wanted them to. Right. So. Not according to our plan, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I will but, say, when I, I am going to recut the intro before the uh, football season to, you know, be nice. pour, pour one out for the for the ghosts of Christmas past there that that have been impacted by our curse. But the ending, I'm definitely leaving in there. That, oh, my God. That what is cool. wrong with us for Miami Hurricanes fans is like – I mean, that is the theme of the show, the theme of the fan base. Joe. I mean, that – 
That's going to live on. That is definitely staying in. Yeah, there's no way you can take that out. Of that it. was one of your best sound bites. <laughs> it was good timing. And man, as Jazz says, we don't prepare. So he didn't even know it was coming. I was just like yelling because people were being mean to Tyler Van Dyke. Hopefully, we don't have for Jazz there dropping on top of it. Hopefully, we don't have any more sound bites next season. I mean, I want good sound bites, not frustration sound bites. Ah, uh, we're probably going to get both. Yeah, gonna yeah get both. true. True. It's going to happen. What can you do? It's going to happen. Anyways, uh, yeah, we wanted to definitely uh, get into spring football because, you know, obviously we've kind of hinted at it a little bit here and there. And, <laughs> excuse me. And, of course, by the way, does my mic sound okay? Do I sound all right? Ooh, I don't want to jinx it. Shite. There's no, like, buzzing noise in the background or anything. I don't know. I don't know what's happened. Yeah, this is weird. All right. Um, yeah, so we've got a big – a big. it's a – for me, it's a big Friday night. Uh, it's a big night for football for the Miami Hurricanes. You know, some can kind of downplay it a little bit because, you know, it's only spring football. There isn't anybody, you know, half the guys aren't on the team yet or there's some guys missing with injuries or this, that, and the other. But, I mean, for real, like, this is important. This is important for this team. It might not be important <clears throat> for other teams, but this is important for the University of Miami. Uh, and I think that we're going to go out there. Blue, I know you'll be out there. I'll be out there myself as well. So, we're gonna go out there. We're gonna to expect to see some good things, and we're gonna see some, you know, some players struggle possibly, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll see a surprise or two. I think that that's 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 the thing I look forward to the most. Blue, I'll kind of kick it to you first on this because what, before we kind of get into specifics, it's what I look forward to the most is the surprises, right? The guys that you know come out, you know, not out of nowhere, but just put on a little bit of a show and get the guys excited, get the crowd excited. Get the coaches excited for what they see. For me, that's the most exciting part about spring football. It's not about execution. Yeah, it's, it's it's important to execute and all that, but you're going to have a lot of uh, mistakes. You're going to have a lot of players not knowing where they're lined up, and you know, because now you're under the lights. You're playing in you know in a game situation per se with the fans, so it's a little bit different. But uh, for me, blue, it's it's about the excitement of someone just popping off and being like, "Whoa, this guy had a this guy had a monster spring football game." You know, spring game. This could be a guy that that Mario Cristobal and the staff lean on coming into fall football. Well, you know, I mean, when you take a look at the days gone by, this was that was something because no one really before the advent of, uh, you know, social media and cable and everything like that. Everybody was, you know, kind of like uh, everything was under wraps. But nowadays, you know, there's so many leaks on what players are doing this and who they're looking at. So it's like anticlimactic when they get there. But the thing that, that a lot of the fans are looking for is because, remember, they only let the media in for the first 20 minutes or whatever for practice. So you can only speculate or hear what you hear from, you know, some of the people who are there. Uh, but I think that, you know, there's a lot of areas like that offensive line that the fans are going to really be trying to hone in on see an improvement. And you don't want to walk away, you know, from this, you know, let's say, you know, your, your running backs just go nuts and your, you know, your safeties are making interceptions and you don't want to leave the, 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 with that much of a high or low, because this isn't what this is about. This is, this is just a glorified scrimmage in front of how many, you know, I mean, and, you know, you here's a good case in point. Alabama gets 80,000 fans for this, but they just treat it as just another scrimmage. So that's what's going to happen. I think you're right, though. Um, we've been starved so long for, you know, high, high level kids that we finally have some. And especially everybody's anxious to see, uh, you know, uh, a Lee or a Cohen, two guys that have been there, done that at a pretty high level and coming in and uh, they're anxious to see how a healthy Tyler Van Dyke's going to do. And, you know, here's a, a, you know, somebody, and you know, the, no matter what press conference you listen to and, and Mario is talking about the players, he always, it always circles back offensively to Restrepo. So here's a guy that you got to think that when, before he got here, cause I know I took a lot of, you know, hits and crap for saying that this kid's a player, no matter how big or whatever he does. And and then when Mario got here, he goes, there were people saying, oh, gosh, Restrepo wouldn't have been one of the guys he would have recruited. Yeah, he would have. I mean, this kid is the big – he's a leader now. Uh, he gets out there, but that still doesn't take away from the fact that you need somebody outside. Uh, 
I know Young is a guy that we all talk about, but until he gets it done in in in, in games, there's nobody right now on that roster as far as a receiver that's that anybody could really trust to break a game open. And that's what they're going to be looking for. Defensively, uh, as I think we, we alluded to last week, uh, there's more depth uh, up front, linebacking-wise now, where you don't have to count on Corey Flagg to make every other tackle. Um, Secondary is much, much, much stronger than it was last year, especially with <clears throat> Kinchins, who comes in this year as one of the best in the nation. He didn't come in that way last year. He had those really good games that elevated him. So, and just judging, I think Miami's special teams uh, are going to be as good as anybody. Uh, You know, uh, Lou might be gone, but his uh, stunt double is pretty damn good too. And uh, kicking wise, you know, Borgala. So I think there's a lot that people want to watch, but I just caution no matter good, good or bad, don't walk away from this uh, spring game, you know, really feeling that this is the definitive because it's not. And Jazz, you mentioned there's a lot of new faces that'll join. There's a lot of people who will be wearing jerseys and no, you know, nothing else on on Friday night because they've been hurt all spring. So he doesn't. They don't. Certainly, they're not going to be playing. But um, I think the big part of this this program will be the second week of August because then when things start winding down, then you're going to have to, then there's no more, Hey, there's uh five months left. It's uh, but I think it's a good thing that we're going to get it up. Hey, the fans love to see this stuff. And you saw last year, uh, Miami usually don't get these record crowds for these spring games, but last year was a darn good one and it was boiling hot. I just think that this year they could, they could draw in the 10, 12,000 range, maybe even more uh, because of the fact that th- this is a night game. You know that what that means from a, um, a tailgate uh, perspective. So there's going to be a lot of that going on. I think the fans are just, you know, they're, they're looking forward to it. New staff. But uh, I caution again, don't uh, good or bad. Don't don't take what happens this Friday night as gospel. Yeah, well, and, and that's what I'm trying to say, right? Like, I think that's the, the whole point is it's it's just spring football. It's not, you know, it's not anything to – you're not going to come away from this game thinking we're going to go to the national championship or thinking we're going to go on 12, right? Like, there's – it's that's not that's not the purpose. And like you mentioned, Blue, it is, it's a glorified scrimmage. But it still gives the opportunity for the fans – Sure. Who are paying to watch these guys play, and and to be quite honest with you, you know, I don't know how good of a job, uh, you know, University of Miami has done in giving the fans a little something back for raising prices this year after going five and seven and the whole fiasco with the parking. Like those things might not seem like people care about, but fans care about that stuff, and it's important. And if you want to get people out there to support your team, you have to give them a little bit something. Maybe this is an opportunity for them to start to do that. And 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 that's the whole thing, right? Like when I say uh, someone pop off and just like, you know, you don't want to see the offense destroy the defense or vice versa. But if one guy can shine bright, you know, that just comes out of nowhere or that's kind of low key on the raid on the radar, but really hasn't shown. Like if we see uh, if we see uh, Cheney, Don Cheney, just kind of busted out. And, yeah, we knew he could do that. But yeah. stay healthy, be healthy about it, and look good out there. That's going to say a lot. It's going to get some people excited. And DJ, I want to go to you, and then we'll finish with Fish. But you know, that's the whole point of of it for me is to see something like that. And how how do you think that that you know how do you think the fans react to that? And and the media, everybody in general, if they start to see something like that, I think the fans react positively, and I think the media react positively. I mean, I think you know, Blue is right. You can't put a ton of stock into these spring games. But, you know, good habits start all throughout, you know, the preseason, and that includes the spring game. I mean, you know, sometimes players who have strong spring games go on to take that and have a strong season. So I think it's important to, you know, yes, it's a spring game. Yes, it's a glorified practice. But I think it's important to practice, you know, good habits in this spring game so they can just carry over. It's all about repetition, preparation, and having a good routine. And I think, you know, the spring game is another chance to do that. And then, you know, I've heard, 
you know, just from reading all these articles, how energetic this coaching staff is. And, you know, if I were a Miami fan, you know, at the game, I would be looking to see, you know, does that energy carry over in a situation like this? Are they really that energetic? Because if they are, that tells me that they're fully engaged no matter what, you know, type of situation this is. And again, that's a good habit once the season starts, and especially with all the highs and lows that go throughout the course of a season. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because, Vish, I kind of wanted you to touch on that also is, you know, uh, the habits and the excitement that's around that coaching staff and how pumped they are on a daily basis and how they coach, right? Like, that's something that you want to zero in on, that you want to key on, you know, key in on during the scrimmage because if that if they're doing that, that kind of tells me they've kind of bought in, right? And so execution might be a little crisper. Uh, they might line up a little bit better. You know, they won't have so many mistakes. So many dumb things happen during the course of even a spring game when it's early and they're still learning the offense and the defense. Brand new offense, brand new defense, uh, a lot of new faces. It's important for them to kind of get that aspect down and 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 be able to kind of finish off the spring in a positive note. Yeah, and I mean, I think the, the spring game is the perfect time for um, – you know, to for for fans to basically get whatever they want because you're playing yourself. So if Cheney breaks off a big run, man, this defense sucks. Or you could say that's awesome. Cheney is is playing well, right? And it's just I agree with you. It's more just, you know, enjoy the experience. We get to it's gonna be a long time before they take the field again. So and it's been a long time since they have since they make a bowl game. So, you know, I, I think we probably read into it a little bit too much. And it's just supposed to be, an, like you said, Jazz, it's supposed to be an enjoyable experience for the fans and not, you know, this is not like you break the film <laughs> trying to figure stuff out, right? And I know we're going to have fans do that. Of um, course. And that's just like not the point. And I think, you know, obviously this goes without saying, job one, no one get injured. You know, that's that's kind of the thing. And then the other thing, like you said, it's the one thing that will be, you know, translatable is how the coaches do interact with the players because they're not going to like fake it you know, they're going to be who they are and you might be able to get a little bit, again, I use caution here because this is a very controlled environment, but um, might be able to get a little bit of a read in terms of how they're interacting and that sort of thing. Although, you know, last year coming out of the spring game, no one was like, wow, this is a disaster. And And then there it was, but also again, I think if you look at the first month of last year, like before, like, I don't think anyone really thought it was headed to a disaster of a season. I still go back to this. Um, when Van Dyke got injured, our biggest problem was we were moving the ball up and down the field and couldn't punch it in. We were like second in the ACC in total offense at that point. And it's just, and then it turned into, we can't move the ball. Um, so these things are going to like, like DJ said, he's going to go through phases during the season. And for the spring game, you know, that should be enjoyable. You get to see a bunch of, of, of our players play. Um, we have new coordinators on both sides. So you'll see some interesting things formationally, even if it is vanilla. It's still going to be a different type of vanilla. So that'll be cool to look at and kind of see, oh, this is interesting. We we don't use this formation anymore. We're doing some, some interesting things here. Like they're not going to completely run a different playbook than they would run, you know, in the fall. So you're going to get – so. In that sense, it's a little bit more interesting, I think, for us because it's not, um, you know, the same coaches as last year running out the same stuff, and we're just kind of going to see another flavor of it. It is going to be different in that sense. So I think there's a lot to look forward to, but yeah, don't don't take it too seriously. Enjoy enjoy the time, like Blue said, get get your tailgating in. Um, might be the last time <laughs> based on the parking situation. So definitely enjoy that, um, and yeah, ha- have a good time at the game, and and you know, I. I do not overreact to it. I would say is probably the best piece of advice, and just enjoy enjoy the enjoy the game. Well, that advice is not going to be taken by anybody, Vish. Um, and you very well. Know I'm that. trying, man. I'm trying right? uh, because everybody's going to overreact um, one way or the other, right? It's either going to be doom or gloom. Do, uh, excuse me, doom and gloom, or you know, I you mean, know, the, this is the thing. The thing. Everyone's opinion has been predetermined. Right, because either way, you're gonna see something. Like, if one side is doing something good, that means the other side is necessarily failing at the same time. So no you can't even. You can't even. There's no way you can take a positive or a negative out of this unless you've like predetermined how you're gonna interpret it. Well, here you go. I got a question for you. 
I got a question for you. Would you be, this is a tough one, right? Would you be more excited if you saw the offense dominate or the defense dominate? What, what would what would scare you less? I guess not 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 how how much how excited you would be, but what would scare you less, or what would kind of not bother you as much? Uh the defense. If the, the defense, defense plays better, I'm much better with that than the offense. Because again, vanilla playbook should, in theory, favor the defense. You're not gonna you know get as exotic there. It's also generally takes the they're both new staffs entirely, so. You know, they're both trying to learn new playbooks, but it's usually a little bit – the offense is usually a little bit behind at this stage. Um, and and so I would expect just generally the, the defense to be a little bit ahead. So if they if the defense dominates, I'm, 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 I don't care either way, to be honest. Like, I just don't want anyone to get hurt. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be blunt about that. Like, But if you have to pick one of them to dominate, I'd rather have the defense do it. What about you, Blue? You think it's the defense also? I kind of agree with Vish, but here, you know, the point is, too, is that they've seen – there's no surprises. I mean, they see each other every day in practice. So everybody knows tendencies, and it's, it's sort of like a, a guy that you work out with, uh, you know, as a fighter, and you go in there and you have to fight him. They're, he's going to know your, your pluses and minuses, your weaknesses and strengths. So I wouldn't take too much out of this. Uh, but I agree. I'd like to see the defense uh, dominate because especially the schedule that they have, especially with the uh, ACC teams that run the ball extremely well, you're going to have to have a good front seven. Um, and certainly when you're going against guys like Travis and, you know, quarterbacks that are in, you know, you're going against this year and there's going to be some pretty good ones on the schedule, you, you know, the kid may again from North Carolina and, and, and players like that. So you, this would give a good opportunity because we feel that Van Dyke is one of those dudes, you know, that uh, when he's playing healthy and I mean, he's as good as anybody, he throws the ball extremely well. He has great reads. And so I kind of agree, you know, I mean, if the defense can come up make some stops, control the running game, and uh, obviously it's going to be a test because let's see how this new quote unquote, this new offensive line plays uh, because certainly you're going to see a lot of them. Uh, nobody really is injured to the point where I, I don't think they're going to play uh, on the offensive line. So we'll get a good look at uh, you know, the mix of the couple of veterans along with the returnees and some of the young kids and, I think that's what people want to see. And how's this defense going to, you know, stack up? And we've heard some really, really good things about Bain. Uh, you know, he's. I he's hear the, Bain is uncoverable. Yeah. It was like Warren Sapp. Nobody can cover him. <laughs> well, it reminds me of Warren Sapp because I remember that they had to keep uh, Warren Sapp out of practice sometimes because he dominated so much and they weren't really getting anything done. I think by his second year, Bain's going to be just like that. Ah, uh, that I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got. I got thrown off at this last. I. 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 I don't have a good poker face. So uh, yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't know if you guys noticed Blue and, and DJ, but this was making some. I don't know what the hell he was doing over here. I'm like, what's going on? With I, got this guy? I, he got I got excited. I just let him do his own thing. In the doing corner hand signals. Like, if, I don't know if he was Gino Demario. I was just like happy, but I could like yeah. I could like really celebrate because we're on camera and I. Uh, yeah, I don't of know course you can, happened. man. Destiny Harden just yeah, got drafted. Destiny Harden right? got drafted by Phoenix in the WNBA. Nice. Oh, okay. I'm not just, even just watching. Now. Just now. Good for so. her. What, what, uh, what pick was she? Uh, 27th. Nice. Nice. Hey, they all went to the soccer game the other night. Yeah, yeah no, they, they honored both the uh, both the. Yeah, and the teams. girls got a chance to meet D David Beckham, who they probably never seen <laughs> in their whole lives. But wait, but how many? <laughs> How many of the men, how many of the men's basketball team was there? Because they all actually all hit, it was, they all there the was more men than there, more of the star men than there were the star women. Oh, really? I mean, you had Destiny Harden, but the Cavaners weren't there, a couple of other girls weren't there. So but but the, the men were there and it seemed like they had a good time. They really they did them up right. My buddy went to the game uh, and he says they really honored them very well. They all gave them honorary shirts with their names on it, which oh, is cool. really nice. And I don't think Katie Meyer was there, but uh, Coach Al was front and center. Yeah. You know, he loves that stuff. Good for them, man. Good for them. Well, good, yeah. good, good for Destiny Harder. That's awesome. Well, and I'm sure well, they're going to get – He's a baller, man. 
<laughs> and I'm sure they're going to get uh, recognized this summer by the the Marlins, and I think you know next year that they that the football game because this is come on man, this is a big thing, oh, yeah. uh, Elite Eight, uh, Final Four. You know nobody gets to do that, and I think you got you got to play on the strengths of, of what your programs are doing, and uh, certainly that was what a plus for Miami those two three weeks, you know from from a um, from a uh, the the publicity standpoint, it was all good, you know. I mean, and uh, you know, you saw the way that LSU beat up on Iowa in the final game. Miami had their chances against LSU. So they, LSU scored 102 points in the finals. That we yeah. held them for 52 points. Yeah, couldn't just couldn't get the ball in the basket. Yeah. No, but yep. uh, but it just shows you what an amazing year that it was for 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 the basketball teams and. Uh, and I'm Good glad. I'm, I'm glad because well, that kind of puts well, the pressure on Mario and those guys up there. Yeah, uh, no kidding. Well, 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 game a little bit. well good, good multiple good segues. So I guess I should just I can just announce this now. We're going to expand our basketball coverage. Um, and uh, so if you've been kind of following some of the shows I've been doing with Melissa and Matt, um, they're going to permanently be kind of joining our Six Rings Canes basketball Melissa's coverage. known as Hoodie Girl. Yeah, Melissa's Hoodie, Hoodie Girl Rings. and Matt is Maddie Icy. Maddie Ice, yeah. <laughs> um, I always pronounce the E's because he's got, I don't know if he's stylized or whatever, but I just call that Matt and Melissa. I've actually met Good. them and stuff. That sounds but, uh, great. Anyway, so we're going to have we're gonna have some off-season shows and then definitely yeah. and catch up in the season. And uh, by the way, on foot, uh, during football season, if, uh, you know, we start doing this, uh, what's it called? Playback, uh, DJ? Yeah, playback. Yeah, Me and you cool. had fun with that, Jazz, that when we did that, didn't we? That was good. That was yeah, good. Like that. If, we're, if we're at the game, I mean. Vish, you know, Vish, if Fish is not down here, that's something that he might be able to. I just got to watch my lane. Well, at this, at this rate, I think I'm at every single game that this school program plays at this point. But I don't anyway, know. I got to pull back, though. I got to pull back. Um, pull back. <laughs> but speaking of which, though, I said it was a double segue because we're also, uh, Jazz and I are going to expand our baseball coverage. Um, nice. So that show is coming up next at 930. So stick around. We're going to be talking about. Yeah, we'll do a little. Do a little not baseball. That, not that I want to after what happened this weekend, but yeah. But I will. I'll say this though too. Blue mentioned, you know, the the basketball program kind of put a marker and they're going to increase the pressure on Mario. The person feeling that immediately right now is Gino Tavares. Ain't that the He's mid season and uh, it's not nearly okay. We'll we'll talk about this at night. There's we'll not nearly as bad as 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 I no, some not. of the reaction is. But anyway. Uh, but yeah. he's, he's definitely, you know, if you got the basketball team in the final four, the women's team in the elite eight, and you know, there's the baseball team is the original championship program on campus. It kind of yeah. has those same expectations, and they're in the middle of the season. Like, can you imagine if uh, the basketball team was going to the final four as Mario was getting beat by Middle Tennessee State? Like, right. Gino's got it on top of his season, so yeah. he's he's definitely uh, getting that pressure. Yep, and another big weekend this weekend. So yeah, big. Um, anyway, I sidetracked the whole call. That's all right. Let's, all right. Let's, let's, let's get back on topic here. That's all right. You know, we heard from from Blue on this uh, DJ. You know, there's certain positions that obviously everybody's going to be looking at really tough. Uh, you know, really strongly, especially from the fan base and the media. They want to see certain players in certain positions that maybe didn't live up to expectations last year. Kind of come in and do their thing this year. What are some of the Things. Uh, well, what are what are the positions? Or let's let's do one position because I'll ask this the same thing, and then I'll pick one different. Um, what is one position that uh, you don't necessarily need to see anything flashy from, but you know that you want to see kind of do well in, in this uh, in this uh, uh, spring game on Friday night? I'd say the quarterback position because we kind of know what we're gonna get as far as a starter, but. You know, we've talked about Ja'Curry Brown maybe struggling a little bit here and kind of widening the gap from QB1 to QB2. And obviously, there's going to be a QB1 to QB2 gap, but you want to feel comfortable in case of, you know, quarterback one goes down. In this case, Van Dyke. And Blue talked about it last week. You know, the offensive line wasn't uh, or, or hasn't necessarily been the strongest um, at least for the last couple weeks. And, you know, good line play and good quarterback play often go hand in hand. So I'm curious to see, you know, what the quarterback room looks like beyond Van Dyke and if there is going to be any sort of signs, you know, at the spring game, you know, that 
Brown is sort of more developed than he was even a couple weeks ago. Just something so that in case Van Dyke goes down, there's something that we can point to in the quarterback room that that we feel comfortable with. But I, I think that speaking of quarterbacks, before I get to you, Vish, I think that people don't. I don't want to say they don't realize, but Tyler Van Dyke is that dude, and it's very hard. <laughs> to be able to be a close QB2, a quarterback two behind Tyler right. Van Dyke, right? right? So, you know, I tend to maybe see Jakari Brown as a player who's still developing, right? And he is getting better. But when Tyler Van Dyke is healthy, he's top five quarterback in the country, if you ask me. Um, and so it's hard to, to – first of all, their style of play is a little bit different, right? They, they both play – the quarterback position a little differently. Um, so Jakari Brown's development is going to be more interesting to see how from an arm perspective, right? Can he hit the throws? Can he get his accuracy, excuse me, accuracy down? Um, because his legs are there, right? He's He is a wide receiver running back um, that can play quarterback, plays quarterback really well, right? So the thing is, can he develop? Can he kind of, you know, sharpen those tools a little bit as a, you know, a dual threat quarterback, but be able to not rely so much on his legs. He's, I think he's going to have packages this year where they're going to bring him in. I think it'd be, I, I, I think it wouldn't be smart if on third and short and fourth and short, he's not the quarterback, right? Like, I just feel like that's the guy that might be in there to do things. If he can, he can threaten you with his arm. If he can't, then, Every defense is going to key in on the on him running the ball, some sort of draw, you know, so on and so forth. So um, it's interesting that you mentioned the quarterbacks, and I think that that's going to be important. But I think just as important is the development of Emory Williams as well, because <clears throat> those are your three. I don't think you're going to bring in. I think they might try to bring in a guy in the in the transfer portal, a quarterback that's a veteran. Um, I just don't know if there's anybody out there that's number one starting caliber. We'll see, right after spring, we'll see what happens there, but. Then on top of that is, are they going to be able to beat out Jakari Brown? And is Emery, Emery Williams going to be able to kind of step up? We all saw that he has the tools um, in, you know, in, uh, in this re- recruiting cycle. We saw the tape. So I think it's going to be interesting. Plus, you know, another – speaking of uh, quarterback news, I'll kind of throw that in there. Uh, the Miami Hurricanes just picked up a, uh, a little bit of a project, but a guy, again, that's kind of like flying on the radar like Emery Williams was last year. In Judd Anderson, uh, Judd Anderson is a big time prospect though, six foot six, two hundred and twenty pounds, out of a great football area in Gray, Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. So you know he's a big time prospect, needs to learn how to do things. Hold on, better, because apparently I had the buzzing again. I already like wrote back and said it went away again, but you, you you've uh, perished. You, you pulled the ripcord now. I'll see what I do after, but I think that Judd Anderson is a great pickup. A lot of people think that he was a second choice because Aaron Nolan went to Ohio State. I uh, they were on Judd Anderson for a little while. As a matter of fact, before I get to you, Vish, I'm gonna do this. I gotta go to Larry Bluestein on on Judd Anderson and the quarterback. But you're not gonna go to me on obscure recruiting stuff. Uh, on, man. Forget about it. <laughs> um, Blue, talk to me a little bit about Judd, Judd Anderson as a quarterback, but also what Miami is looking to do still at quarterback, at the quarterback position, possibly going into the summer with recruiting. Because, look, Blue, the most important position always to recruit is quarterback, and then all the other chips fall, right? So how does this affect big-time wide receivers, big-time position players, skill players that want to come in and play for Miami, or are they still looking at another big-time prospect at quarterback? Um. Anderson's a pretty nice looking kid. I mean, I, I've watched enough film over the last couple of weeks and, you know, at the beginning when, cause he wasn't the only, uh, Miami wasn't the only school that was looking at him. Quite a few other programs, Ohio state was looking at him. He's six, six, as you mentioned, he he's Jack Allison is what he is. That's, you know, I mean, I know that Jack may not have worked out down here, but, uh, from a size standpoint, from running a little bit, uh, from arm strength, from, from his vision he's and i told this to somebody the other night i was on with them i says that's the first as soon as i put on the tape for the first time 
So, oh, wow, there's Jack Allison in a purple and gold uniform. You know, I mean, it's uh, uh, yeah, this kid's pretty good. I mean, he's going to be a project, as you said, but not as much as you think. I mean, he's already got size. He's got arm strength. He's athletic as hell from what I hear. He's very athletic. athletic. He runs in the four or five range. So that's a guy that could pick it up and see you later type guy. But a um, basketball player, too. Well, he was. Yeah, I don't know if he's still going to play. I think usually when they get into their senior year, uh, they kind of leave that behind, you know. I mean, uh, I know, you know, you look just from past stuff, uh, with like Teddy Bridgewater, who was a baseball guy, but he kind of left that in the in the background as he became a senior. Uh, you kind of devote because you know that his future is going to be on the football field and not in the basketball court. And uh, yeah, no. And then to answer your second part of the question. I'm not real, real sure that quarterback is a priority as far as going into the transfer portal. I really don't because I think over and, you know, I mean, anybody can get hurt, you know, I mean, at, at any time. But I think they're a lot more comfortable with Brown this year than they were last year. He's matured. He's going to get, a, you know, early on and other than the A&M game, he's going to get some reps. Obviously, because Miami should take care of business in the Miami, Ohio game and uh, games like that. I think they should be OK. So he's going to get reps. I, but I do think they're going to bring in another 2024 kid. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's A.J. Hairston from uh, right. Monarch High School. Yeah, and, like um, another one of these guys that we screamed our ear off on. Everybody said, you got to watch this kid. Kid isn't just not done for 3,100 yards for the, you know, for his health. I mean, a, a, a tremendous got size. He's got arm strength. We watched him at the rivals camp. I, you know, told people, I said, just keep your eye on him. And then by the end of the camp, they came over and said, whoa, you know, now I can see why Miami jumped on him. And I can see where, you know, like Wisconsin and a couple of other schools have looked in his direction. But um, yeah, to answer your question, I don't, Think they're going to go in. I think their portal is going to be pretty much a wide receiver and get another linebacker. I believe. I think they're going to go get another offensive lineman because if you, you know, obviously you have some young guys on that offensive line, you can't just rely on them. Uh, but even if you do, you got to have some depth, and and that's another position. I think the secondary is okay. Uh, you know, I mean, they have some guys you could always use if they can get somebody. Uh, and then running game, everyone keeps, oh, we got to get another. Why? Why do you get another? Get another running back? I mean, last year was last year, and certainly everybody went down. And you had to use a uh, somebody who was a walk on. But you know what? Take a look around the co- the country, and you'll see the same thing. I mean, you know, I mean, from a depth standpoint, we really haven't even seen Dev- uh, Citizen really play. You know, we know what he's capable of. Uh, and I like what what we see so far with um, uh, with Cheney. Uh, and you know what? We I don't want to keep using the precursor. Oh, I love he stays healthy. Well, the same thing with anybody. You know, I obviously I know he's had a history, but um, he came back bigger, stronger. Every coach who's you know who I talk to, uh, uh, even with Tim Harris, he says. Guy's got NFL instincts. He's got NFL size. He's. Oh, I think he's the best back on this team. Yeah, I mean he yeah. is, and uh, from a talent perspective, absolutely. And he'll get it. And that's the thing. He's designed to to, uh, to punish. You know, I mean, he's designed to. He's got hands, so he can get out of the backfield and become like a Lamar Miller type of guy. Because you get him in open field. And ain't many safeties are going to be sacrificing their body to to come up and make a, a play on him. And um, but yeah, I, I have a I think that, you know, also the, the thing I was really impressed with and yeah, they're young. But remember, and you don't have um, Arroyo, but the tight ends have a potential to be a year from now uh, amongst the best. And um, those guys that they got in, the young kids that they got in. Uh, if there's another tight end, but I, they also got the uh, 52-year-old uh, that, that has an opportunity <laughs> to play. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm i looking forward to it. I just think that to answer your question, I think that Anderson's – I mean, I think he's a great pickup for him, uh, as you mentioned. And I, I think I even said something to Ja'Curry Brown about that. I, says, I said, all these years, Miami never, ever recruited a, a, a quarterback from Georgia. 
The last one I could even remember, and that's way, I mean, back in the 70s, uh, Frank Glover, whose dad was an NFL referee from Mays High School in Atlanta. He was the last one that I ever remembered from Georgia. Miami just didn't go into Georgia very much for quarterbacks. Yeah, because Garcia doesn't count, right? Garcia doesn't count. No, well, he's California, by the way, of everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not fair. But no, and I think... I mean, you know, and I, I, I made you Curry laugh a little bit. I says, listen, I remember watching you tear Miami Northwestern and Cam Kinchins up. They beat them 42-14. And I says, and the one thing you don't know is before Northwestern got to, to the Georgia-Florida line, they forgot about the game already, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I mean, it, and we've seen what comes out of Georgia. You know, we've seen what type of athletes come out of Georgia. I think – Georgia and Louisiana are two states that don't get the credit that they deserve when it comes out to producing uh, oh, major Jaren, talent. Jaron Williams. Jaron Williams was a Georgia kid. Oh, was he from Georgia? I think so. I think yeah, he, well, he, he didn't stay very long. long so. yeah. We don't count him either. I mean, well, he, he started for an entire season. Yeah, he, well, what are we yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's that's one of those things. That's right. Didn't he break a record with nine thousand? Uh, he he lit up right before the entire Manny Diaz era imploded. He blew out Louisville and threw six touchdowns, and then yep. lost to FIU the next week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> good time. <laughs> There's all, consistency. Just all unraveled right from there. Yeah, like, we that's the consistency there. we're looking for, right? Yeah, there. right. No, we were sitting there at six and four and like eight and four for sure. Gonna get to a good bowl game. Things will look it up. Lost FIU, lost to Duke, lost to Louisiana Tech. Yeah, okay. We'll include Jaron Williams for that game. For <laughs> I mean, he's in the record books. I don't think anyone's that's right. He is. So, uh, he is in the record books. So he's, he's, got, he's got the records there. Oh, boy. All right. Well, Judd Anderson, the uh, latest, latest commit for the University of Miami and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, the, the one thing I would say about that is until we reach you know, that elite status of, you know, top five program, right. You're going to be taking three and four stars yep. and, and having to develop them. Like not everyone's going to be a five star. And I think obviously I don't blue gave you a, a much more thorough breakdown of the kid than I ever would be able to, but people just need to calm the hell down. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Like, yeah, so every time it's not is- like, well, this, this, that, and the other thing, because you got to understand, once you get to that level, and you can actually, because recruiting services are old enough where, like, you can see our early 2000s classes that were terrible full of five stars because if Miami recruits you back then you get a five star or four star automatically. So we had all these great classes that didn't have a lot of good players in them. Um, The one I always go back to, and I don't want to call him out. I have no idea what he's doing now, but I still remember reading uh, Akeem Jala's high school profile. Literally it said in there, five star lock will be in the NFL in three years. And it's just totally based on the fact that Miami offered him. Because back then, if you if Miami wanted you, you were the best of the best. And that's what it is with Alabama and Georgia now. So it's not say, that it they're not recruiting the same kids of the caliber of Judd Andrews. It's just that Anderson, it's just that if, if Alabama takes a quarterback, they're going to be a four or five star. Yep. Same kid, they're going to get those extra stars. So people just need to relax, let it work through. We're not going to win 12 games and like go to the playoffs next year. Like it's going to be a work in progress. And you know, we just got to keep making making that progress. And by the way, overreacting to every, oh, we missed this kid. Why did we take this kid? Yeah, but oh, by the way, that, that's, that's not to say that Judd is not a very – he's a really good he's – a, he's a good kid. He's just – he hasn't played a lot of football, believe Right, but I mean right? that's that's kind of the reaction. It has nothing yeah. to do with him or his ability is my point. It's not like everyone's sitting here breaking down all this film and being yeah, like, it's man, the stars. he's the got stars. a long wind-up. And, you know, they're, no, they're just like, who? Forget this. We blew it. And it's like, you don't know anything about this kid. And a lot of times the three-star kids and, you know, some of the lower-ranked kids are ones that you'll be able to develop and build a program around depending on how good they are. So that's always a plus two. And I was just looking at some of Judd uh, Anderson's high school stats, and he averaged 19 points and 16 rebounds on the basketball court as a sophomore. So he's definitely a good overall athlete. He he has great size. So. I mean, you never know. You can never – I personally have become a little jaded of star rankings and just want to see it out on the field, but I think Anderson's a solid pick. Well, I mean, there there is definitely correlation between star rankings and success in a macro sense When you, because, again, the bigger programs, when they offer kids, it does go into the star rating. Like, they're like, who's – who's they ideally, these recruiting services would break down all the film and do an independent judgment. They don't have the ability to do that. So instead, they look at offer lists, and that drives a lot of the star rating. So there is always – and then, of course, Alabama and Georgia are going to continue these, to be good at football. Ranking, these rankings uh, websites will tell you otherwise, though, so be careful. Yeah. They can yeah. come in here and, and uh-huh. do that. That's fine. We've actually – this <laughs> documented evidence yeah. of the stars hopping up and down depending on, like, where they come in and where they – Especially here. Yeah, I mean – Sometimes I mean, they change quickly. Yeah, if the, all of a sudden <laughs> you, you, you lose a star when you commit to Miami. I think, you had, I think they had no choice but to keep Okanlola and Maogoa as five stars. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah but, no but overall, you know, if if Alabama and Georgia aren't going anywhere, they're going to continue to compete in the playoffs, right? So when you have that, and then and then you also use that to correlate your stars, it makes you look really smart. Oh wow, we said that they had this high recruiting ranking and they're good. And then not only that, then they re- do recruit some three stars, right? They right. recruit four or five three star athletes, and then develop the hell out of them, and right. they end up being first round picks. Yeah. Look at Clemson, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. So it sets them better than walk on. Right, he's, he's going to get drafted this year. So I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's uh, another forty eight year old kid. It's so. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, but there, again, there's there's a so overall, if you look at like, wow, look at Alabama's average recruiting rate, and look at Georgia's. Of course, they're winning. It's those two things are related because the star their success on the field also translates back into the star rating and where you make the big mistake. And this is what our fans did and what we do sometimes too, is when you then take it down to the micro level and say, 
this specific player no because of the start like that correlation doesn't exist at all right right like there is a macro if you take your overall star rankings over a long period of time loosely like the actually we're an exception because our star ratings far outweigh our on-field performance the last 20 years but um most of the time there is a correlation overall star like average weight versus ranking and they're loosely correlated but not on an individual player level what are you kidding me otherwise there would be no otherwise why would they why would coaches spend all this time recruiting make they would just go down the star ratings and be right. like all right these are the ones i'm recruiting yeah, a lot of times they don't even listen to those star ratings. yeah they i know so, evaluation. Listen, so sure. I, I have a problem when when we go after the kids and they're like hey this guy is not worthy like how the f do you know yeah and look he's by the way anthony mentioned earlier he's not Apparently, he said in an interview that he's 6'7", not 6'6", six, six, which is whatever. That's fine. I don't care. Tell me more about this basketball skill because we got a hole at power yeah. forward. Yeah, right. <laughs> nine, nine, 19 and 16, you said? Uh, 19 said? and 16 as a sophomore. Jordan not Miller's bad. out of eligibility. We got to get we gotta get a starter out of there. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. But, look, yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, I think he's going to be uh, – he's got time. That's the thing. He's got a couple years to develop mm-hmm. here. He's not going to start right away. He's going to have – Jakari and Emery Williams that are somewhat, and if maybe in the transfer portal next year, these, you know, uh, Jakari Brown is not ready. He doesn't, you know, live up to to the expectations. And, you know, they may go get a guy in the transfer portal that played at a, one of these bigger schools. You know, you never know. So, right, from here to next year, everything could change. But as of right now, you know, you need to continue to develop Jakari Brown, continue to develop Emery Williams. You know, and then still recruit some top line uh, players and, and and try to get them in here as well. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of players that we need in the transfer portal, and I know some people mentioned it here on the chat. Uh, the linebackers, defensive tackles. That's Vish. I'm going to go before you. I'm going to look at the defensive tackle position um, in the spring because first of all, we're kind of lacking there, right? Number one, number two, we picked up a couple of transfer portal guys in Branson Dean and Tommy Gore. Uh, yeah. Thomas Gore is the biggest question mark. I think a lot of people are, you know, wondering, you know, with his size, he's very undersized. He was very productive at, what was it? Georgia, no, Georgia Southern was it? Or Georgia State? Yeah. One of those schools, Georgia right? Southern. Uh, Georgia Southern. Um, very productive there, but he is a very, very undersized. And, and look, I'm, that's not a knock on any ops. I mean, I have no problem with that as long as he can go out there and be productive. And he is going to be a situa- situational guy. Uh, he's probably not going to get, you know, he's not going to be a three-down defensive tackle. But he came here. Miami took a shot at him. I want to see if he can get some penetration, if he can plug some gaps, if he can do a couple different things. That's going to be important for him to get on the field, right? Branson Dean is another guy, a uh, bigger guy, right? 6'3", 290, 300-pound guy from Purdue. Uh, he's obviously a, a kid that I want to see play a little bit. Leonard Taylor, I'm not sure how much he'll play, but uh, J.H.H., uh I guess you can call him Jared Harrison Hunt, uh Ahmad Bolton. Uh, those are some of the guys that are gonna be important to see play uh I think this scrimmage because you know whether the offensive line has it, it, they have an opportunity to be really, really damn good if those guys that are starters can stay on the field, Cohen and Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rivers, um nice Cooper when he gets healthy comes back in. I'm sorry, not an S. Cooper. That's Cooper at right guard, and my goal is at right tackle. But as soon as Matt McCoy gets healthy, that's going to be a battle there at right tackle with him and my goal. And if McCoy wins it, it's for McCoy. McCoy is a stud. That's not that's not a that's not a knock on my goal. But um, you know, those six guys, and then like you said, Blue, maybe grab another guy or two in the portal and develop the guys that you still have behind these kids. Um, the, the offensive line could, could potentially be good. We spoke about it last year as well with Zion and all, and it never panned out. So uh, I think that we just got to wait and see a little bit, but they have dominated the defensive line a little bit with the exception of like some plays that Nigel Lee Kelly are making. And of course, Ruben Bain, who nobody can cover, can block him apparently. So um, I think that for me, it's going to be a defensive tackle position. I'm going to watch in the spring game and see how that develops and how, if they can get any pressure in. Uh, be productive there. What do you think, Fish? What's what's the position that you're going to keep a, keep an eye on? Yeah, just just quick on the DTs. I, I think that's a place we do have. You mentioned we have a lot of 
Bottom they have there. they have to recruit the hell out of that place yeah. uh, out of that position. Yeah, and um, I think they the fact that they pulled multiple out of the portal probably tells you <laughs> what they feel about that position uh, right. in terms of what was in house. Yep. But also be interested to see like how the scheme differs from last year and, and kind of what that looks like in terms of our <clears throat> defensive tackle usage. For me, I'm looking at the receivers. Um, can they? I mean, let's be real. The last few years, or maybe even more than a few years, they couldn't even catch the ball consistently. So, like, even if it's vanilla offense, like, how many drops do we have? Um, I know everyone's saying we need to go in the portal and get a res- another receiver. We probably will, but there's some there's some talent here that I'd like to see. Like, I mean, we've talked a lot about you know Restrepo was injured a lot of last year, but also there's no reason Brashard Smith shouldn't be a lot better than he is. Um, Colby Young showed actually was our best receiver until Van Dyke got injured and, you know, he didn't have the same rapport with Jakari Brown. So they kind of just went away from him. But remember there's that, yeah, we had so many like different phases of the season last year. I keep bringing that up, but like there was a period of time there where I was like, man, who's Colby Young kid. We got out of Lackawanna. I know a lot of people don't want to mention him, but Michael Redding is back. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Michael Fresh. Redding's back again. There, there's a lot of these guys that, Again, going back to the recruiting out of high school, we were excited about that have not really lived up to what we thought they would be. You know, new offense, new receiving coach, new opportunity. And so I'm looking yeah. to see if these guys step up and show some of that potential. I think we all felt they had coming out of high school. Like we weren't sitting there saying, why did we take Michael Redding? Why did we take Brashard Smith? We're like, these guys can play. Yeah. And then it just hasn't happened here. So. Jacoby George too, you know yeah, he's yeah, a- Jacoby George is probably our most talented receiver. So I mean, yeah. they're they <coughs> probably need another one for Isaiah, depth. Isaiah Horton is an uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a, there, there there are a lot of bodies here that are in theory should be very talented, and so I'm, I'm that's the position I'm looking at. They catch the ball is a basic thing, right? Because um, even with vanilla play calling and all that, which I think we're all agree we're going to see, you still pitch and catch, catch the ball. And and Jazz talked earlier about how TVD is, you know, one of the better quarterbacks in the country. When he's healthy, you know, the ball's going to get to them. Are they going to catch it? Right. And then I think that – and, you know, if they do, all of a sudden that's not a weakness anymore. You yeah. don't have to get that open for TVD to hit you, right? And if you just catch the ball when it hits you, you're going to do a lot of damage. So I think that's a position that's kind of been viewed as one of our weakest, but I actually think has a ton of upside to it. Well, Muhammad posted something here at the end here. I'm hoping our new wide receiver coach develops these kids. Well, he is our new wide receiver coach, but there's nothing new about him in the Miami Hurricanes, that's for sure. He's also our uh, old wide receivers he's coach. Our, he's also our old wide receivers coach. Um, but it, it's funny you mentioned that, uh, Muhammad, because, you know, Brashard Smith, and you mentioned him, Vish, Brashard Smith already said in an interview that this is the best coach he has ever had in his position. Um, and we knew that. We knew Kevin Beer was going to come in and be a really good wide receiver coach. He can develop guys. He can recruit a little bit. But he's, you know, he's 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 one of those passionate guys that loves to coach his players and loves to develop his wide receivers. Pair him with Shannon Dawson, who had Tank Dell last year, who had Clayton Toon that threw for four thousand yards. Nobody even liked Clayton Toon, and he threw for four thousand yards. Uh, he's going to end up being a backup somewhere in the NFL. Uh, because he threw for 4,000 yards last year. Tank Tank Dell had the most receptions, I think, and and possibly, DJ, you might want to fact-check me on this, might have had the most receiving yards in, in college football as well um, over at Houston with, with Shannon Dawson. You pair those two together, and you've got yourself a recipe for some success at the wide receiver position and on the offense as a whole. So, I like I, I love Ray Ray Joseph Blue. I know that's your that's that's you know that's one of our still got a there. lot to learn. Still got a lot to learn, but that's another kid that's going to come in and you just dump the ball off to him and they'll find a way to get him in, in the game and create some space and get him out there. And, and once and he does by, that, and Bobby Washington, Robbie Washington, he's, Robbie Washington. He's, so they, they've got some guys. He looked good the the day I was there. He uh, looked good. Yeah, he looked very good. The thing, uh, the knock right now on Ray Ray is that you got to remember when he was in high school, he existed on speed alone. Right. See, you can't do this at that level because hey, you got linebackers at 6'3", 230 running in the 4'4 range. So, and, uh, you, you know, not here perhaps, but somewhere that they're going to be playing against. So right. he's got to, he can't be that one trick pony. He's got to learn a little bit to get upfield. 
You know, I mean, because if you look at a lot of his balls, they were a lot, you know, especially at Edison, they were short because they didn't really have a quarterback. So, you know, they just needed to get his hands on the ball any way he can. And in high school, you don't have to stretch the field the way you do there. So that brings up how imperative it is that you have outside play and that you have a receiver like that comes on like a Jacoby George or a Redding or, you know, like you say, Kobe Young. Because if they stretch a field a little bit and go go up top, what that does is open the middle up. And then what happens is you got your Brashard Smiths and your Restrepos who catch those intermediate balls and turn them into 30-yard run, you know, plays. Because they're not – they don't have that overall burst in, in play game game-breaking uh, uh, abilities that some of those wide receivers do. And that, But that's what – People don't understand. That's why it's a team. And there's all these guys who different do different things at every position. You know, not everybody could could be the home run hitter, uh, but you have a lot of guys that are set up people. So, um, yeah, and like Vish said, you know, the, the one thing that you got to, you know, let things play out. You know, this spring they're going to come out next Friday night. There's uh, next Saturday is uh, – if I didn't have a camp, that would be a time to do a show because uh, that that would be a great time because you're going to get all these reactions, these instant reactions on all these people like the I told you so's or, hey, I told you, you know. So either way, you're going to get some pretty decent reaction, you know. I mean, and, and DJ, you know, you, you know as well as I do, you get an opportunity to watch these kids fresh and, and these that the Hurricane fans have been starved for so long. So the – the the little thing, positive or negative, is going to stand out a lot. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I think doing a show would be good because you guys will still still remember it while it's fresh, and I'll figure out a way to watch it. Do they stream the game? Um, yes, it's on the ACC, yeah. it's on the ACC yes. network. Uh, Which I don't have, and this has been my biggest problem with trying to watch these games is the ACC network doesn't come in. Is there anywhere on the internet that I can? Uh... Well, Joe Z and DBJ are gonna be broadcasting. Why don't you tell? Uh, right. Why don't you tell uh, Ethan to put the playback on? And you can do it. Okay, Friday yeah. night. You'll play back Friday right. night for it. Maybe we can. Yeah, get, right. Well, I'm sure Mel will be at the game, Melissa. But maybe uh, Vish can do playback with you on that spring game if you want. If you're if you're available, Vish. Yeah, would you want him? Fish? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. You yeah, know, that might we'll, be. We'll, 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 we'll see if we do a playback for the spring game. Yeah. yeah. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. That'd be good to test it out for before football season too. Absolutely, so. absolutely. I'm down. Yeah, that'd be so. fun. Um, all right, fellas. I think uh, I think it's going to be interesting to watch. We will give you some uh, some updates on Twitter uh, at Six Rings Canes. What's up? What's up, Mish? I mean, no, I just I just realized that. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely play back with you, DJ. I'm going to have one eye on the baseball game. So. <laughs> <laughs> at North Carolina Friday. There you go. It's a big series. You gotta give Vish and, credit, man. And, and, and a, a big, big fan. Big, big yeah, segue into the baseball show we got coming up, Jazz, right now. Yeah, we got a baseball show coming up. So if you want to talk about a little Kings baseball, make sure you st- stick around and, uh, and catch that. I threw the link into the chat. So it uh, should be depressing. I mean, uh, exciting. Is Gino Damari going to be your special guest or what? <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a special guest. All right. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll see you guys uh, next. Mo- oh, actually, we might see you guys on Saturday after the. Uh... Yeah, wor- I guess. I guess worst case. Yeah. Worst case, you know, Monday is not that far away from no. Friday night. So, no. so either way, we will have a full spring game breakdown on Monday. Even if we do it on Saturday, we'll have another one on Monday. So, uh, either way, yeah, it's coming up. Maybe we'll see you on Friday too. Who knows? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. If we can get the awesome. playback spun up. Yeah, maybe we'll have live live cut-ins, uh, yes, and I mean, um, hey, we can do it from your phone, video. right? We can, we can, we can yeah, we could can do some of that stuff too. I can do it, so yeah. that'll be fun. That'll we'll be fun. It. Keep yeah. it locked. We'll see you All guys. Right. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. Who knows what? Right. We'll see you guys. There it is. The Six Rig King Show. The Six Rig King Show. The Six Rings King Show. You know.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.